0: Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast and coaching programs, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you like the podcast, you're going to love my group coaching program. If you would like to learn more about it, including the investment, what's included, see client testimonials, and to sign up and enroll, please head over to irresistibleicing.com course. That link is also in the show notes. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I am doing a continuation of our last episode, which was all about fat girl trauma. And if you have not listened to that episode, I would definitely recommend that you go back and listen to the entire thing. And I just want to It's such an interesting topic and I want to dive into that a little bit more this week around the subtle, not so subtle, fat digs as I call them. Things that people say um, that are disguised as compliments or they are disguised as people trying to be helpful, but underneath of those things there might be some you know, some fat shaming, if you will. And one of the things we talked about in Fat Girl Trauma was how sometimes our filter, if we have, you know, have a history of being the fat friend or being overweight, our filter hears things in a way where we're very defensive or we're like, well, what do they really mean by that? Or we think that. Every single thing people do and say is a dig at us about our weight. It could be something completely unrelated to weight, and we will find a way to connect it back, and that's what they must mean. And let's, you know, I think in most cases that people, like the example I gave in the last episode about the airplane and um, not being able to see my seatbelt because of my shirt and my son or whatever, I think in some cases... People aren't thinking about that. It's just they're actually literally mean what they mean. But I do believe that there are digs and comments and things that are made that are intentional um, that have to do with people's own bullshit beliefs about what weight is and what weight means. And I think that's the important piece that we need to hang on to in this episode is that we can't change other people. We can't change what people have already said. We can't change what people are going to say. What we have to do in order to stay irresistible, in order to stay empowered, is to break the rules that we have around these, these um, statements or to redirect our thoughts, change our thoughts so that we feel, because here's the thing. You know, when you really work on yourself and you feel good about yourself and you're in a good place, number one, you're not as likely to automatically connect the dots to like, oh my gosh, they're talking about my weight. And the second piece is if you know that they really are talking about your weight, because we're going to talk about some of these things that have been said to me and we'll get into some, some examples, you can get to a place where it, it kind of just rolls off your back. Now, I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. There might be things that take you by surprise, you know, years into your Irresistible You journey. It's happened to me as well. But I think when you build this foundation and you have these coping skills and you have this knowledge and experience that comes in the Irresistible You framework, you can, you don't get caught and stuck in, things that people say because you're you're able to move through that a lot quicker and you see things through a different lens and I know what happens for me as well is I who when I was younger and I was like bullied and you know all kinds of horrible things were said to me you know I felt attacked I felt like a victim and all of that where I feel like now if someone were to say something nasty to me I actually not going to feel bad for me. I'm going to feel really bad for that person. Because of the work and the experience and the time that's gone on for me to be able to see that if someone is making comments like that, it's more about them than it is about me. And a lot of people who would even say these kinds of things they're actually talking about themselves in a lot of cases because of their insecurities. And so I've gotten to a place where when I hear women taking other women down and being nasty and just saying unnecessary comments about bodies and weight and, you know, anything, I kind of pity that person a little bit to think, wow, they must really be hurting. They must really not love themselves. They must not really be secure in their own life for them to be so focused and so worried about other people. And when I think about children, um, you know, because a lot of my bullying was in elementary school and middle school, um, you know, when I think about children that are bullies, children are not born that way. They are created and they are created by shitty parents. They are created by a shitty home environment. They are created by parents that are doing the exact same thing. You know, some of the things that I hear my daughter say or the way that she sees the world is so amazing to me because she doesn't even think about certain things that I know when we were growing up we thought about or we thought were wrong or we thought were weird or whatever. And it's like she's just... That's very intentional. That's how we are in our home. Like, we're very inclusive. We talk about all kinds of different people. And, like, I let her see, you know, different disabilities and different types of people and races and ethnicities. And, like, just, you know, that is up to the parent. That is up to the parent. So I always said these boys, because in school, my bullies were always boys. I always was, like, thinking, like, They must have a father at home who talks disgusting about other women, or they must have a mother that hates herself and constantly puts herself down or puts other women down for their weight, you know? So just kind of, that was a kind of a side note, but anyway, so we're going to get into some of these things and I thought, you know, what would be good to do in this episode We all come to the table with our fat girl trauma. We all have our stories, our experiences. I know you guys have all, you know, a million things you can add to this list as well. And maybe maybe we can do that over in the group. We can start a a list. Um, And starting a list and talking about these statements or these fat digs is not to waller in the misery of it, to waller in the shame of it or the trauma of it when we bring shameful traumatic things to the surface and put it in a bright light, it can't be shameful anymore. And that is one of the reasons why I know that people love my podcast because I say the things out loud that you think inside your head that you're too afraid to tell anyone because you think no one else feels this way. And when we come together as a community of like-minded women who have been through similar experiences, we can put the shame to bed. We can put this shit to bed and we can start to move forward in our own lives. So that's why we talk about it, is to see that you're not alone. Other people have been there and have gone through these things as well. And there's thousands of us, thousands. So I'm going to just just for, you know, just going to share with you some statements that have been said to me in the past that I believe are, um, they're fat digs. Like, let's just call it what it is. They're fat digs. And one of them, and, and this one may not be, this may not always be the case for everyone, but for my life, my experience and my journey, I have always found the statement She's so beautiful inside and out. You're so beautiful on the inside and the outside. Huh. That statement to me, I have only experienced that being said to plus size women. I have never heard anyone tell a thin, beautiful girl with a good personality and a good heart I have never heard that said to a thin woman. I just haven't, and I think that's one of those statements that's maybe not done with with intention or um cruelty. I think it's this embedded uncon- subconscious thing that people say if they see someone who's overweight and they are beautiful and they do have a good heart and a good personality, they make that statement. Let me know if you guys have had a different experience or if you have the same experience. Like, let's talk about it. Because for me, you're so beautiful on the inside and outside has always been like a negative thing for me. Because it's like saying, I can't just say she's beautiful. I can't just say you're beautiful as you are. I have to make sure to say, well, on the inside as well. And to me, it's just, it's one of those passive-aggressive, Type of statements and whether it's said with malice or not, I don't know. Depending on who says it, I could tell you that. (laughs) Um, But for my experience in my life, that has always been a negative phrase, and I don't like when people say that. I don't. It's just it's kind of pointless to me. So that's one of them. Um, This is a big one, and this is one of those little digs. It's like subtle, but that's what we're getting at here. The subtle, but maybe not so subtle. Do people really have malice when they say it or is it, again, it's like diet culture, fat culture embedded in them subconsciously that they just say things because they're not supposed to believe anyone that's overweight or plus size could actually be beautiful just as they are, right? So the other statement, and I know y'all probably heard this too, you have such a pretty face. I believe this to be a very passive aggressive comment because why again let's go back to a thin woman I have never in my life heard seen experienced anyone say to a thin woman you have a pretty face the statement is you're so pretty period done right I have never in my life heard someone say that to someone who is traditionally thin. It's not a thing. People only say this to women who are overweight. And if you are listening to this and you are a thin woman, you have never struggled with weight, please take this phrase out of your vocabulary. Please take it out of your brain. Because it's not actually a nice thing to say. If you want to compliment someone because they're pretty, you can just say, wow, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. We don't need to add on the inside and out. We don't need to add um your face. Okay? That to me is such a disgusting comment and I can't stand it when people say that. And if I had a dollar for every time since I was a little kid that was said to me, I would be a millionaire by now. Seriously. Like you're not doing anyone any favors by saying, you have such a pretty face. No, bitch, no, just don't. Just, er, let's let's knock that one out because it's gross. And I think, okay, let me just side note here for a second. When you have been the, you know, quote unquote, and when I use the word fat girl, guys, I explained that in the last episode. I'm using it because it's familiar. We understand it. We know what we're we're saying here. We're not using it in a derogatory way. But when you have been the fat girl for a long time, your whole life, whatever, we have reconditioning that you need to do. And that was a big part of my journey is reconditioning and reframing and breaking rules and thoughts and feelings around so many different things. Because the lens that you have seen your life in for so long is, you know, we call it the fat lens, right? And you... (sighs) I'm trying to articulate this in the best way possible to make it so you can understand what I'm trying to say here. When you have been that person, it's almost like you've been conditioned to believe if someone says these things to you, you should be grateful for it. You should be happy. You should be grateful. You shouldn't like, you don't even question sometimes why they say these things. And when you can take a step outside of yourself for a minute and look in and look in, it's like these are not nice things for people to say. They might think it is and and that's where it gets like this balance of like I know there are people that have said you have such a pretty face to me because they're passively aggressive, passive aggressively telling me you need to lose weight too. And there might be people who have said you have such a pretty face that don't mean it because all of this bullshit like weight stuff is embedded in their subconscious because it is a problem among women, no matter what size, the way that we think about weight. I hope that makes sense. So that was the next one. Um Here's an oh, my gosh, y'all going to mm. I love your confidence. I love her confidence. Let me ask you this. Even a runway supermodel. When have you ever heard someone say about a thin woman who's, you know, wearing a sexy dress or wearing a bikini or, you know, showing some skin? When have you ever heard someone say, I love her confidence? I wish I had that confidence. Look at that confidence. And this is another tricky one where I know some people like, They mean what they mean and there's nothing deeper to it. But it's one of those subtle, not so subtle fat digs where it's like, because I have a bathing suit on or I have a, you know, a tight dress on and I got some rolls. you like my confidence as well. But I don't hear, I swear to you, I have never, and let's share our experiences in the group. I have never, ever heard anyone say to a skinny person, I love your confidence She is so confident for wearing that. You are so confident to wear that outside the house. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just, like, I can't. So that's another one. Um, Another subtle, not-so-subtle fat dig that I've experienced as well since I was, you know, very, very young is your friends who are skinny. And, you know, you're getting ready to go out or you're at the mall trying on clothes and, They say, do I look fat in this? Do I look fat today? I feel fat. If you are a skinny ally (laughs) listening to this podcast, please stop saying that. It is rude and it's disgusting. Because what you're implying by saying, oh, do I look fat in this? Is that if I look fat... I must look horrible and I must be disgusting. Meanwhile, you are saying this next to your friend who is actually fat. Make it make sense. And if you were to call them out on their bullshit, and I have in the past saying, my God, if you think you're fat, what do you think about me? And they're like, no, 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 you're so beautiful. I didn't say I wasn't beautiful, bitch. I know I'm beautiful. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) And that's, that's another, see, it's like embeddedness. That's another not so subtle, um, or another subtle, not so subtle fat dig is like, if you say you're fat, they're, no, 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 no. You're so beautiful. Like, I didn't say anything about being beautiful, did I? (laughs) It's just these things that are said, have you ever thought about them before? Have you ever like dissected them down like we're doing right now. Because the reason it's important too is that these statements, because I know they've been said to most of you listening in one way or, you know, one form or another, they are subconsciously driving some of your decisions today. They are driving some of your thoughts and feelings today about yourself. So we have to bring it up. We have to dissect it. We have to get it out there. We have to put it to bed. So do I look fat in this? Like, bitch, please. Like, oh, no. <laughs> please stop saying that. Um, and if you have friends that are saying that, you have permission right here, right now, girl. Like, you need to call them out on their shit. Sometimes people just need to be called out and told that they're being inappropriate. Maybe they honestly don't know that that's not okay to say. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Some other ones too are, um, you know, your, can you really eat that? I thought you were on a diet. Are you sure you can eat that? Are you on a diet again? Are you sure you can have that? Like, that's another one. Um, You know, policing your food choices, policing your meals, questioning everything you're putting in your mouth. And, you know, that goes back to the thinking that in order for you to be thin, in order for you to even lose weight, you have to always be on a diet and you have to restrict and struggle and hustle your way through it. And we all know that we can eat whatever we want and we can lose weight and we can eat whatever we want if we don't give a shit about losing weight. Okay, period. Um, so it's no one else's business whether you can eat that or not. And that's just a big one. That's that's a big one. Um, oh, here's another one that I've heard. So the ones that I've said already are kind of like more generic or general. I've I have heard all of them in multiple formats, said multiple different ways throughout my life. Another one that I have heard that's more specific. So... Um, years and years and years and years and years ago, I was in a wedding and the dresses were, I believe they were strapless. Yeah, they were completely strapless. Um, and the bride said to me, I just want to let you, like this was completely unsolicited. I didn't ask about arms. I didn't ask about any of this shit she on her own came to me and said, I just want to let you know that you can wear a shawl. You can wear a shawl with the dress if you would like. And here's the one so-and-so is going to get or whatever. Like she gave me this example. And I'm like, well, first of all, you're getting married in the middle of the summer. Um, I don't need to wear a shawl. <laughs> and that to me was such a... Another one of these type of digs where, you know, she was not a thin woman by any means. And I think, again, that was her own insecurities that she may not like her arms. Bitch, my arms was my arms was looking good back then. okay. like this was a long time ago. And I mean, I know I look good back then. okay. and I'm like, please, like, why would you ask me that if I feel If I feel insecure about my arms, let me handle that on my own or let me bring that to you and say, hey, you know, I would like to be able to wear this little, you know, shawl or cover up or whatever. That was one of those things where it's like, why would you assume that I need to wear that? Are you saying that I look disgusting without it? Or is that your own insecurity? And I know now, looking back, it's her own insecurities about her own body. Okay? And no, this bitch did not wear a shawl. I'm not, mm mm-mm, no. (laughs) So that was one that was, like, really specific that was said to me in the past. Um, There was another example where I got a gift. This was, like, at a Christmas gathering or whatever. And I got a gift Um, and it was a dress and it was a super, this was like the early 2000s. So, you know, we were, we were popping with our like spaghetti strap dresses and our butterfly clips and our brown lipstick. (laughs) And this dress had like thin straps. It was very tight. Um, And it was one of those dresses, like when you hold it up, it looks even small because it like stretches to the gods when you put it on. And this one woman said in the middle of, you know, everybody having fun, opening gifts and this and that, like, do you actually like that dress? Do you think you're really going to wear that? And she said it with such this inquisitive tone, but it was like this passive aggressive tone as well. Like it was such bullshit what she said and it was rude and it was disgusting, um, you know. And she was not a, an overweight woman, but I feel like that was her way of her her fat phobia of like, oh my god, this girl is fat. She's gonna wear this tight dress. I can't believe she thinks she can wear that. Right. And at the time, I took it very hard and took it and internally, I took it hard. But I used to put up a really hard like shell, like a tough ass, like a like a badass but it hurt. It it did hurt. And when I reprocess some of these things that, because a lot of these statements and phrases and things that you've heard and been said to you, you're going to need to reprocess them as you go through this journey. And that's something that I've had to do. And it really, really helps because as I've reprocessed that, it's not hurtful. It's again, I pity someone who was probably in their fifties talking like that to a 20 year old which is disgusting as it is, and someone that's already in their 50s that has lived their entire life, you know, with a fat phobia and fat shaming other people and probably even themselves. Because even women that are not fat, I have found when they make statements like this, they don't love their bodies. They don't think they look good. So it's actually really sad. So that's why it's important to reframe these and see it from a different lens. So another one, um, this is not where I bought my wedding dress. I had gone and done the big, you know, we went shopping for wedding dresses. I ran, like there was a place near my job that I saw they had this dress in the window. I wanted to try it on and I just ran during my lunch break. So I wasn't like with my friend or my mom or, you know, friends or anything. I was by myself and when I put the dress on and I got in the three-way, you know, like that three-way mirror with the platform – she said something like, oh my gosh, once you have the dress on, you have such a nice, you know, you have a good shape. And I'm like, bitch, like, did you not see me when I walked in here? My hips weren't popping when I walked in here. You didn't see my shape when I walked in here. What did you see, a fat troll walking through your door? And how dare a fat troll bitch come in here to try on dresses that's not a size six? Like, it was such a disgusting comment. Like, um... You're not complimenting me by saying that. I know I have a nice shape. At my fattest or my smallest, I've always had a Coke bottle shape. I I don't need you to tell me that. And it's, it's not that that's... So if someone were to say to you, you have a really nice shape, that's not an insult. That's not an insult. What's insulting about it is the way and the tone and the up and down look. That's the other, that's that other not so, that up and down, look you up and down eye thing that they do. Um, which I can't tell you how many times I've come into a room and that's been done to me. Like, <laughs> just, oh boy, this is, this is all going in my book. I'm going to tell you that. We're going to have a whole chapter on this shit in my book that I'm writing because, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. So that was. Not a compliment coming from that woman, the way that she said it, the way that she looked at me, the way that she treated me when I first walked in the store, okay? And let me tell you something else. This is another nugget I want you to take away, okay? You do not need to overcompensate for other people's bullshit remarks, You do not need to overcompensate and make other people feel better by saying things to you. What do I mean by that? So, I know for me in the past, I have, because I've had such a history of things that have been said to me, especially in the whole like dressing room, wedding, like whether I'm a wedding guest or the bride, like things that have been said, prom dress shopping. Those experiences have always had like a negative tone to them in terms of like size and things that people say. And so I always, so that was the thing, right? And this is where we walk around with that lens where we're now walking around with fat girl trauma, assuming that people are always going to be nasty to us. So we overcompensate to put it on the table first before they say it. And I know I even did this in my first pregnancy with Kat where I kept bringing up like, you know, being overweight and getting pregnant and going through the pregnancy. And I kept bringing things up. And the interesting thing about it, my doctor, who was extremely kind and compassionate and amazing, not one time in my pregnancy, either pregnancy actually, because I had two different OBs. Did they ever bring up my weight as an issue? If weight was ever talked about in the office, it is because I chose to bring it up. And I believe that was me bringing it up before they could say it first. To be like, no, 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 I already know this is a problem. Right? Or when people say certain things... And then you overcompensate because you don't want them to feel bad about what they just said. Because sometimes people do say things and then they look at you with that look of pity. Or like they're regretful of what they just said because once they got it out, they realized it was gross. And you're like, no, 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 I do need that size. Or no, 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 it is too too tight or, you know, whatever. So I just want you to hear that and to stop trying to overcompensate and one-up everybody else so that you can somehow not be hurt in the process. Because you're still going to be hurt in the process if you don't know how to handle these comments. Right? Okay. So that was another one. Um, I mean, I've even had stuff said to me when I was 16, like getting my 16, 17, getting my prom dress, getting another bridesmaid's dress. Like, it's just... (laughs) And what pisses me off about it too, and this is part of what's wrong in our society with with weight and size, is that when I look back, especially prom and, you know, some of those weddings, I wasn't, I wasn't obese. (laughs) I wasn't like extremely overweight. I really wasn't, you know, I've never been thin. I'll never be thin. That's not who I am and it's not who I'll ever be. It's just not, but like I wasn't like fat, fat. And now that that matters, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if you're 400 pounds or 200 pounds or 100 pounds. No one has the right to say shit to you about your body unless you ask them for advice, period. But I guess what I'm getting at is that when I was my smallest, I in my head at the time thought that I was like, you know, three, 400 pounds. That's how I felt. And it just got reinforced when I had these comments made to me by people that, okay, yeah, I am really fat and gross and, you know, I don't deserve to wear this or like, you know, just these things. So we have so much unwrapping and unboxing to do to get down to who we really are without this fat girl trauma, without this lens of, you know, always being on the defense and the world because someone's going to say something uh okay here's another one that's very strange um this is a very specific example once again so i remember we were christmas shopping my husband and i we were at i think like a dick's sporting goods or what's that place track and field (laughs) what is that store oh my god the one with the fish and they have like oh my god it's like a hunting and fishing and like bass pro oh my god (laughs) field and stream sorry it was one of those stores like Field and Stream or Dick's Sport. It doesn't matter. It was one of those places. Okay. And we were shopping for like fishing stuff for my dad. My dad's like a huge fisherman. And like, <laughs> I remember asking the kid because it was like this teenage kid, like asking him about something and the difference between this. I don't, I don't know. And it doesn't matter what the thing was. Here's what I'm trying to get at the description of the item. One was fatter than the other, as in the adjective fat. Fat is an adjective, guys. We all know this. Like, it's just a descriptive word. And he was kind of like, look, like he was afraid to look at me in the eyes, number one, you know, and he's like stuttering over his words. And then finally, he blurts it out, well, this one's fat or something. And when he said fat, he immediately like looked at the ground. That right there. It kind of just gives me chills because this kid was describing a fishing lure or, you know, fishing pole or something. I don't know. If we can't describe a fishing pole without using the word fat and feeling bad about, it was like he he was ashamed to have to say that. Oh, God, I must say the word fat in front of the fat lady. And his eyes just like, he was so uncomfortable. And that is another situation where I feel that we can jump right in, overcompensate and try to make him feel better. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm." You know, just try to make him feel better because we know he feels awkward right now and we know why he feels awkward. And the fact that we know that he knows that we know is awkward AF. It's just a whole hot mess, awkward situation. So these are the things I'm talking about. It's like these subtle, not so subtle, you know, phrases or digs or statements or comments. And that was just so weird to me. So weird to me. And so for someone else that hasn't been through my lens, my fat lens of life, if that happened to them. Their thought process would be, wow, this is just a really socially awkward kid who has a hard time looking people in the eyes because he's raised in a generation that doesn't interact with human beings, (laughs) right? Like, I, I just, we all come to the table with our own experiences and our own beliefs and our own rules. And, you know, maybe he was a socially awkward kid. My intuition and my gut and the way I saw things happen and experienced them, I don't believe that to be true. I I mean, maybe he was awkward. Obviously, he was, but I don't think that's what caused that whole scenario. Anyway, so that happened. Um, Let's see if I have a few other ones. Oh, this is a really subtle, 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 subtle thing. Okay. You know, when you're like, and this is mostly back in the day, I think when you're younger, And you're all going out or you're younger, like driving around your teens and 20s and stuff. And everybody's in one car, you know, and the car is packed to the gills because that's just, you know, that's how everybody did things. And it's like when everybody goes to get in the car, it's one of those things that's said without being said of like, oh, she'll just sit in the front. Like, why don't you sit in the front seat? No, because it's like your ass is too wide to sit back here. You're going to take up more space. Why don't you go ahead and get in the front seat? Um, That's awkward. That's strange. And yeah, I'd rather sit in the front seat. It's much more comfortable. Thank you. I will sit in the front seat like the queen that I am. Thank you. <laughs> I just, it's its again, one of those things where people, if you're thin, no one is making it known that you're going to be in the front seat. You're going you're gonna to sit your skinny ass. The skinny one, the skinniest one always sat in the middle on the hump. Remember that? Like the hump in the middle, the skinny girl always sat back there. So that's another one of those weird things. Um, that brings me to another one that I did not have on my list, but I just thought of it. Give me a second. It's going to come to me. I lost it. I don't know what it was. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I think I'm going to do the next episode because this is kind of reminding me of some other things too. Um, I think I'm going to do another episode around the things that we do to make others comfortable and our, to to make others comfortable when we're uncomfortable, you know, like those those little things that we do to accommodate and overcompensate for other people because God forbid, we don't want them to be uncomfortable, even though we are, (laughs) you know, I think that would be a really good episode to do as well. Let's see. So this is really just scratching the surface of some of the statements that I have heard over the years um, that have been said to me in one form or another. And I know as I start posting this up, other things are going to come to me. I want to see what you guys have to say. That's probably going to bring up some other stuff for me too. And we'll just go from there. And then I, I might also do an episode on malicious fat shaming that people do because these things are like subtle. Some things are done with intention. Some are not, um, some are passive aggressive. Some are just pure ignorance of not knowing any better because they're also caught in that culture, of body, just, you know, that whole thing. But then there are the malicious statements. There are the intentional, I want to hurt you by saying this comment. You know, remember three-way calls, (laughs) y'all? Party line. Um, I remember after getting home from hanging out with these two boys and my friend, we called them, you know, once everybody got home or whatever, and it was like, They put me on, she put me on mute at first or like, you know, we're trying to to like trick them. I don't know. And the first comment was, and I had hung out with these kids all day long. And the first comment was, did that fat girl go home yet? Not did Amy go home yet. Did Amy make it home okay? Did the fat girl go home yet? And that's why I use the phrase fat girl all the time. Because that phrase has always been used with malicious intent. And I use it to have a familiar term to describe the feelings that we had during these times, but also to take back our power and to take it away from them. You're not going to have power over me anymore with the fr- with the word fat girl. Like, that is so stupid. Bye. Like, okay. So that is one of those situations where it's malicious, it's intentional, and it's disgusting. And I have definitely have had people um, that are supposed to care about me <laughs> that are related to me that have said malicious things about being fat. And that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother game right there. Like we're going to get into that in a separate one. But but yeah, um, real quick, a little bit of a side note on that. It brings up to me how we play into that invisibility. So when you have been around people, hanging out with them, you know, once, multiple times, and you don't have a name to them, that reinforces in your brain, especially your young brain, that you are invisible. Because if I have been around you all day long and you don't even say my name, That is the most dehumanizing thing in the world. To be called fat girl and not have someone use your name is dehumanizing. And I am tired of seeing women allowing these assholes to make them feel invisible. Girl, you are not invisible. You are here to take up space and you better take up all the damn space that your ass needs. Okay? Take up the space. Stop apologizing. Stop holding your head down. Stop allowing yourself to be invisible. Make your voice heard. Speak up. Enunciate. Speak loudly and proudly so that people know that you're in the room and you're here to do business. Stop letting these assholes take your power away because I wasted a lot of years allowing these little shits to take my own power away when they don't even know my name. You're so obsessed with my size and my body and my weight But you don't even know my name. Why are you so worried up about what I look like then? What's the problem? What is the problem? We don't have time to sit around and waste anymore not living our damn life. And you got to start living your life because these assholes that say these things to you, I don't care if they're family or not, they're toxic. And if you have people that are saying this shit to you in your life, you need to cut them off. You need to move forward. Because no one has the right to speak to you this way. No one has the right to make fun of you intentionally or not. No one. And you need to step up and be stronger and empowered to not allow these things to continue to hold you back from what you want in your life. Because at the end of the day, the only person that's hurting because of that is not the bully. It's not the toxic family member. It's not the coworker, It's you. Your insecurities, no matter how they got there, it doesn't matter how they got there anymore. They're there. You have a responsibility to fix it. You have a responsibility to let the anger go. You have a responsibility to reframe all of it. You have a responsibility to put a new lens on your life and to see things from a different perspective. That is your responsibility. And as long as you sit there hoping and wishing that other people would apologize to you, they won't. As long as you sit there hoping and wishing other people would rescue you, they won't. That is your job. It is your responsibility. And it is possible. And I am telling you it's possible because I've lived it. I don't make this shit up. I don't read this shit in a book. This is exactly what I've been through. And we don't have time to sit here and wait to feel better when someone else does X, Y, and Z for us. Do it for you. No one's going to rescue you. No one's going to apologize to you and you shouldn't expect it. You should expect yourself to do better. And that is not invalidating the experiences at all. Because if anyone's going to validate your experiences and the things that have been said to you, it's me. But what I'm telling you is if, if you want to continue to lay down and feel like a victim and you know, not move forward with your life the way that you want to, not create the life that you crave, then you stay in that negative place. But if you want to take ownership of your own life and you want to create something that you wish you had, then you have to be willing to do the work to let it all go. And letting it go doesn't mean erasing it. Letting it go doesn't mean you're letting go of the power it holds over you. You're not letting go of the experience. You can't change the experience. You can't change the statements. You can't change the words that were used against you. You're letting go of the power, the chokehold it has on your life. That's what you have to let go. When you learn how to do that, And if you don't know how, I can teach you. (laughs) If you learn how to do that and when you do that, you will start to up-level your life and you will become the irresistible you version of you, okay? I'm going to end on that note. We could talk about this for hours. Let's continue it over in the Facebook group. Just search "Irresistible You Podcast and join the group. It's completely free. If you love this episode or any episode of the podcast, please let someone else know. If you can share it with a friend, if you can leave a review on your podcast app, that means so much. And if you want to also help support the podcast and all of the costs that are involved, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you in the next one. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye.